I don't know if you remember last night the Lord spoke to us three keys that he gave us worship without songs intim be to to have intimacy without words and to surrender without even without logic even without understanding we surrender amen and 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 we we want to really experience the fullness can can you continue to worship can you continue to just pray um even if your eyes are open you can worship okay even if you're like i said even if you don't have words you can still be intimate even if you're not singing a song you can still be worshiping amen come on church you can talk to me uh we 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 learned about miriam last night eh we learned about miriam and today we are going to aaron who who are miriam and aaron miriam was a prophetess and aaron was a prophet okay as much as they had a specific place in which their callings will be used for example miriam was a prophetic worshipper a prophetic um voice for the nation a prophetic singer a prophetic dancer over the nation her songs was a declaration of what was about to take place or what had taken place in the spirit realm and so was aaron aaron was somebody who was appointed by the lord you know aaron was a man i want to give you a little bit of a a a background to aaron you know yesterday we had a background to miriam guys please understand i have not come here prepared to preach okay if you if you if you don't believe me i'll i'll just show you my notes i just have numbers 20 here okay i don't have any notes i'm i'm not preaching to you what i have prepared i'm just sharing with you what i'm hearing right now okay is it okay if you if would you would you like to journey with me let's i i want to even acknowledge the ones that are journeying with us online you know i have my phone here and my on my phone i can see all your comments so so keep whatever you know you say i can i can read it please uh, don't distract me but you can you can comment yeah you know if you study the history of aaron the reason aaron was appointed by the lord to be Moses's prophet was the fact that Aaron was so much in sync with Moses's spirit okay when was the first time you hear about Aaron when Moses was giving excuses and what did god tell Moses you know what moses was experiencing at this point yeah moses was having an encounter with god okay moses has been absconding for how many years please church talk to me for 40 years he has been away from israel for 40 years he has been away from the plan of god for his life for 40 years he has been in the wilderness for 40 years he is running away from his destiny for 40 years he's been outside the territory he's living a comfortable life he's had children he's a, he has a wife he has he's started his own business of shepherding sheep 
he he's doing a good job at being a son-in-law he's not supposed to stay in his father-in-law's house but he is staying in his father-in-law's house for the last 40 years garjama you know that's what we call in hindi that uh, house husband sorry <laughs> house husband that may not be the word but but he, he's technically living with his father-in-law okay away from the will of god for his life the deliverance for israel for the nation of jacob should have come 30 years back 30 years back you know according to what god had promised to abraham in 400 years they will come back but it is 430 years now and yet the deliverer that god had raised the deliverer who came out of this the, the union of these Levites. You remember the Levites? I talked about the Levites. A Levite got married to another Levite. And out of that Levites, a special, a fine, an anointed child was born. And Miriam was greatly instrumental in, uh, in, in, in bringing this, in protecting this child, in making sure this child reaches its fullness, its maturity. However, at one point, Moses got scared of the principality of Egypt, which was Pharaoh. Moses got, you know, gripped by the fear of what can happen, what would happen if Pharaoh gets to know that Moses is a warrior, that Moses is on their team, not on our team. See, I'm telling you this. As soon as your loyalties become clear to the world around you, you're going to become a threat to them. As soon as they see, they know that you are on the side of the Lord, that you are on God's side. You know, when Joshua encountered the commander of the Lord's army, the question that Joshua asked is, whose side are you on? Are you on our side or are you on their side? But the, the commander of the Lord's army, he said, neither side. You know, I am the commander of the Lord's army. If you want, you get on my side. You come to my side and you fight for me. I don't fight for you, but you fight for me. And immediately the Bible says Joshua took off his sandals and he just surrendered. I think the Lord is, he's inviting us to a place where we make our loyalties very clear to the world around us. There should not be a shadow of doubt as to who you belong to, as to who you serve as to where you're planted, as to where you're rooted, as to who you report to, as to who is your ultimate authority in life. There can be absolutely no ambiguity about that, okay? When Moses encountered this, the Bible says he ran away. As soon as he understood that Pharaoh might know his true loyalties, he ran away from Egypt and he went to, uh, you know, Jethro. You know, he went to the land of Midian where he found a husband, uh, sorry, where he found a wife. He found a father-in-law. He, he, he stayed in their house for the next 40 years. At the end of this 40-year period, the Bible says the Lord draws near to Moses. See, there, there is certain times when the revival phase can go dormant because of certain choices that we make. But that doesn't mean the revival is dead. There are certain phases when the revival may not look like it is doing any, anything. 
it doesn't mean that moses is dead do you understand we were talking about the move of god eh the next big move of god the lord wants to so it may look like this moses is not active it's not effective but that didn't mean that this moses his anointing has has it drained out or it's empty the bible says one day the lord chose to draw near to moses the lord chose to reveal himself to moses out of the burning bush all of you know this story or do you want me to yes you know the story and here is moses he's encountering the lord through a burning bush he's taken off his sandals and he's giving excuses that i i can't do the job you've called me for he's giving excuses after excuses after excuses but the amazing thing is god is telling moses when moses is giving excuses after excuses god is saying you know what moses right now as you're encountering me your brother aaron he has left egypt he is coming to look for you what does that tell you about aaron for 40 years this guy didn't think about moses for 40 years when moses was you know doing nothing aaron was not looking out for moses but there was one fine day the first encounter that moses had with god the first time moses is in the presence of god the first time moses is seeing god face to face what is aaron doing aaron has started a journey in pursuit of that moses aaron left his comfort zone the land of cucumbers and watermelon and onions and you know whatever you know was there in in egypt he left that comfort zone even though they were in slavery they were comfortable in their slavery because they've been doing this for 400 years right they were they were happy with it they 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 were absolutely content with this lifestyle that's why moses had to really convince them to get out moses had to push them out of egypt you know these guys he was happy there but the bible says when moses was encountering god when moses was experiencing a special revelation with god what was aaron doing aaron began a journey towards moses and so that's why god says i don't know which verse this is please find me this verse in exodus chapter 3 it it'll say uh, you know that god is god is telling moses behold your brother aaron he's actually saying this because he's upset with moses he's saying you know moses why can't you just trust me but when moses is saying no 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 i i still can't believe you will use me i still can't believe i can talk like anybody else i still can't think i i still don't think i'll i'll ever overcome this weakness that's when god is telling moses behold your brother aaron is already on the way to meet you is already on the way to have a conversation with you and see nobody sent aaron nobody sent aaron to moses but there was a deep sync between aaron and moses deep sync there was a heart connection i'm talking to the aarons in this place today okay yesterday i was talking to the miriams guys we need the miriams and we need the aarons do you get what i'm saying miriams are the ones who silently just 
wait in the bushes and just keep singing and singing and singing till Moses is comforted, till Moses is surrounded by the right people. She, she is the one who is making sure that she is worshipping even without songs. She is the one who is, who is surrendering, who is supposed to surrender even without understanding. Yeah? Because that was the fault of, of Miriam. You remember? When she had a problem, she stopped submitting to Moses. And that's why she didn't enter into the promised land. Now, here is Aaron. He was supposed to be a man whose heart was supposed to be in sync with the heart of Moses. However, if you come to the book of Numbers chapter 20, what do you read? It says, God told Moses, Aaron's time is up. Aaron is going to die. And there are, there are several reasons why Aaron would die. You know, several reasons. But one of the first reasons was this. God encountered Moses again. You remember the next encounter? For 40 days, God is up there on the top of the mountain. See, the last time Moses was encountering God, Aaron's heart was so much in sync with Moses that Aaron left everything and ran after Moses. This time, when Moses is encountering God, what was Aaron supposed to be doing? He is supposed to be going, looking after. See, the whole nation was wondering, where is Moses? They're like, what happened to Moses? Where is Moses? Uh, you know, has he abandoned us? Has he absconded again like he did 40 years back? Everybody is wondering if Moses has left them. What should Aaron be doing now? Come on, by pattern, if the last time he encountered God, Aaron went out looking for Moses. What should Aaron be doing this time? Climb up the mountain behind him. Saying, if Moses is encountering God, I need to... And he had a 40 long day period. He, he, should, be, he, he should be camping in some place or doing something or somewhere that, that he is able to bring down the glory that Moses is experiencing to the camp. Yeah? What was, Moses, what was the role of Aaron? Aaron's role was to be Moses' prophet. Moses was a bad public speaker. Sorry, I know I'm criticizing Moses a lot. Yesterday I called him a bad mentor. Many people had a problem with that. <laughs> there are so, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I have no, you have no idea how many people reached out to me saying, why do you say, Pastor, that he was a bad mentor? <laughs> but, you know, but Moses was also a bad speaker because of his own disbelief. Not because God didn't want to heal him, but because he did not believe that God would allow him to speak normally. Because God said, who made the mouth? Who gave man the ability to speak? And Aaron was supposed to be the mouthpiece of Moses. So if Moses is having an encounter with God, who is supposed to translate that to the people? Aaron. And here is Aaron. What is he doing? Church, come on. Just finished the first five books of the Bible in our Bible reading. What was Aaron doing at the same time? He's, he's making a calf, a golden calf. That too. And, and he is saying, Behold your God. 
what happened to what happened to aaron what happened to aaron how when did his heart go off sync with the heart of moses what happened when in this journey see aaron let, let me explain aaron's ministry to you a little bit aaron was supposed to be a spokesperson for moses but at the same time he was supposed to be a priest of the lord the priest of the lord is someone who will represent the people before god represent the people their sins their failures their brokenness according to the measure of their sins and failures and their brokenness aaron he is going to bring the kind of offerings the kind of bulls or the rams before the lord and he is going to uh, sprinkle the the blood before the presence of the lord and he is going to atone for the sins of these guys so aaron in a way was a mediator between god and these people so let's say that something goes wrong that there is something that somebody did that aaron did not know about and aaron didn't offer a sacrifice aaron didn't think that was important enough aaron is going to come out of this most holy place as a corpse you know they they would tie a rope on the high priest so that when they go in they they will not necessarily be dead there forever because if they die somebody can pull them out and and here is aaron he is supposed to be standing in the gap for the failures of the people and instead what is he doing he is now encouraging the failures of the people he is now being used by the enemy to lead the people astray astray from god astray from moses astray from everything golden calf <laughs> come on now golden calf i understand if aaron says okay moses is not there i am your new pastor come on let's go on let's continue our journey to the promised land we can't go back to egypt you know the road is already closed there let's go to the a promised land let's journey i can understand that but why would you go after a golden calf that's the danger of being off sync with your moses the moment you're not in sync with your moses the moment you're not in sync with what god is doing amongst you what god is speaking amongst you it is just a matter of time before you will start building golden calves for the people around you it's just a matter of time before you will start enshrining idols for yourselves and and for your families around you it's just a matter of time before you would lead yourself into deception and you would lead others into deception you know aaron could have been that man who could have protected the people of god when moses was absent and that's that's his job right his job was to stand in the gap his job was to be a mediator his job was to be that one person who would say i don't care if all 100 people in my church has lost it i'm going to stand here i'm i'm going to believe in the revival grace i don't care if everybody else has forgotten that there is a moses that was promised to us i will still stay here and i will i i i can't see this moses i can't hear this moses i can't feel him moving but i have this experience that 40 years ago there was a stirring in you know 
after 40 years, there was a stirring in my spirit. And I started a journey because of which I found a Moses who encountered the burning bush. And so I'm, I'm going to keep my heart very sensitive to that stirring. I'm going to allow that stirring, that, that sensitivity, that burden in my heart to lead me. I'm not going to be led by the voices of the people around me. I'm not going to be led by the gold and the silver. I'm not going to be led by the opportunities. I'm not going to be led by, you know, what I can see. I'm going to be led by the stirring in my spirit. My heart is in sync with Moses. My heart is in sync with Moses. Today, I'm telling each and every one of you, do you want to really be a praying warrior? A praying warrior. You know, you can be a worshipping warrior. Do, do you want to be a praying warrior? Do you want to be a prophetic prayer warrior? Then your heart will need to be in sync with Moses. Your heart will need to be in sync with what God is doing. Your heart will need to be in sync with what God has promised. Your heart will need to see a revelation that your Levites saw. You know, please understand, my job in this place is to, is to come, look at the most ugliest of babies and say, behold, it's a special child. Behold, it's a special season. May is a, is a very hot season, but I'm telling you, it's a season of encounters with the Holy Spirit. You know, this may be a time when we want to just sit and chill and watch our IPL and watch our... Netflix and just enjoy life back home. Enjoy good mangoes. This is not a time to fast. <laughs> but I'm telling you, no, no, no. This is a time to encounter the Holy Spirit. This is a time for special encounters. But it is up to you to believe that or not to believe that. And you say, no, no, no. I, I, I don't see it. I don't sense it. I don't hear it. But I believe that my Moses is real. I believe that my Moses is going to come. I believe that my Moses is... Is being, is being, he is receiving an encounter with the Lord and he is going to bring me the revelations required to revive my generation. And I'm going to stand in the gap. And I'm going to pray for my people. And I'm not going to give up on my people. And I'm not going to do whatever they want to do. You know, when Moses asked Aaron, what, 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 what went wrong here? He said, Nothing. They gave me their gold. I just put it into the fire and the golden calf just came out. <laughs> Come on. How deceived can you be? That he's saying, I didn't, it is, it's not my mistake. Come on. When you left Egypt in pursuit of Moses, was it just coincidence? You know, so many of us, we have a strong history of encounters. We have a long history of encounters. The Lord is reminding you today, was that a coincidence? Then why is it that you, you, you're not able to be sensitive like those days? Why is it that you're not able to pray like those days? Why is it that you're not able to use the same language you used in those days? Why is it that your heart has become so caught up with what is happening around you. You know, Aaron, he, his heart could have gotten caught up with the cucumbers he was getting in Egypt. With the watermelons, with the onions. You know, all these fancy things that he was getting back in Egypt. He, he, his heart could have gotten 
carried away by that. But because of the Holy stirring in his spirit, he left that and he went after Moses. So let me, let me speak to your history of encountering God. What's happening to that right now? Why is it that your sensitivity to the Moses anointing why is it that your sensitivity to the Moses revival? Why is it that your sensitivity to the, to the next great move of the Lord in this place? Why is it become so, so small? Why is it become so less? Please remember this Lord, He is here today. I'm not talking about a God who is far and distant. I'm talking about a God who is here with us. And, and I, I can see him walking amongst the aisles. I know there is hardly any space in the aisles, but he's walking in the aisles. He's, he's touching some of you. You know, there is a restoration of that sensitivity, of that initial sensitivity that you had to your Moses, to, to the call of God for your community, to the call of God, to the promises of God for your church, for your people. There's an initial sensitivity that you had. 40 years you waited, 40 years you prayed, 40 years you, you desired for this move of the Lord. But how is it that you're, you're not responding to that move right now? You know, the job of the priests is such that they are putting themselves in harm's way. It's, it's not like, you know, pastors who stand on the stage and they preach to people and say, you know what, please don't stand there. If you keep standing there, a car will come and hit you. That is what preachers do. You know what intercessors do? Intercessors go jump in the road. They wave a big red flag to the car that is coming and they put themselves in harm's way. To rescue that one guy who is standing there. That is the role of intercessors. That's the role of errands. That's the role of priests. Do you know why it is so necessary that you be in sync with Moses? Because if you're not in sync with Moses, it's just a matter of time before your mind will get deceived. It's just a matter of time before your mind will start going after golden calf. Like my, my biggest struggle with Solomon is how can the wisest guy on the earth fall for idol worship? The wisest guy on the earth. Wisest guy. It was, it was not because he was getting some blessing or this, was guy, this idol was speaking to him. He got deceived. And so did Aaron. He got deceived. So, come on, the, the, the problem with our intercessors is not that we are, you know, we are intentionally planning and trying and hoping to, you know, somehow worship some golden calves. No, no, that's, uh, we are not scheming and planning for this. But the moment we go off sync, immediately the enemy will pounce on you, deceive you, make sure that you believe certain lies, you believe certain things, you believe certain ideologies that you're not supposed to believe. So this evening, I'm calling the intercessory team in the church back to synchronization. 
back to synchronization i i don't care if you believe you're called for intercession or not if you're part of my church this church is a house of prayer if if you're here only only for your benefit i'm telling you i will show the way out for you this is not this church is not only for your benefit will you be benefited absolutely but if you're here it's because there is a holy call of god through your life through your life through your prayers through your careers through your businesses through your ministry there is a call of god that has to manifest but if this call of god has to manifest you're going to put yourself in harm's way and the only way that you can you can protect yourself in that season is if you're in sync with moses if you're in sync with the instructions that you've received don't you think moses would have given him instructions when he went up don't you think moses would have told him how to hold everybody up you know in fact god had told them what to do what not to do god had told them you know this is the boundaries this is how far the people can come this is where they can stand this is how they have to respond this is what they have to pray everything was given instruction by instruction and here is aaron he takes things into his own hands he says okay nothing is working so let me try my own thing and before you know he ends up being deceived and what is the result of it he also perished in the wilderness he didn't make it into the promised land but i, I want to talk to you about a few others the the priests that did make it into the promised land i i want to explain to you what could have happened if aaron would not have perished in the in the wilderness if aaron would not have died in numbers 20 what would have been his role can i show it to you talk to me guys the book of joshua chapter 3 and verse 1 what are we what are we learning about intercession right okay, let's read this the bible says in joshua chapter 3 verse 1 read it from the esv version joshua 3 verse 1 give me the esv version okay then joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from shittim and they came to the jordan he and all the people of israel and lodged there before they passed over were true at the end of 3 days the officers went through the camp and commanded the people as soon as you see the ark of the covenant of the lord being carried by the levitical priest everybody say levitical priest levites who gave birth to priests do you remember that levites who gave birth to prophets levites who gave birth to some special children as soon as you see the ark of the covenant of the lord your god being carried by the levitical priest then you shall set out from your place and you will follow it yet there shall be a distance between you and it about 2000 cubits in length do not come near it in order that you may know the way you shall go and you have not passed this way before let me let me fast forward this to verse to the verse uh, 
Okay, verse 13. Read verse 13 with me. Okay. And when the soles of the feet of the priest bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. You know whose responsibility this was? Aaron's responsibility. The Levitical priests. What was the responsibility? It was to put themselves in harm's way. Like when, when you want to check if uh, the, this is working or not, the person you would send out there is a, a dispensable person. You know, somebody that if I lose this person, it's, a, it's not a problem. I don't know if you understood what I'm saying. <laughs> like when you, in, when, you, when you want to invest into a business, you don't take, your, take all of your savings and do it. You know, you, you, you put what you don't mind losing initially to test the waters, yeah? That's why Noah, when he sent out, he, he was very careful to send out birds that he didn't mind getting extinct. <laughs> Thank God he didn't send out a chicken, yeah? <laughs> what would we eat? <laughs> what will be our special sandwiches? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going off track, but... Here is Joshua saying, I'm going to send the Levitical priests, the ones that carry the presence of God, the ones that represent the people before God, the ones that stand before the Lord of all the earth, the ones that have access to this special presence of God. You know who is that in the New Testament? Who is the priest in the New Testament? Yes, he is. Us. We are the royal priest. Don't we have access to the presence of God? Come on, talk to me. You know who doesn't have access to the presence of God? The world around us. You know what is your responsibility? To put yourself in harm's way so that they don't go through that harm. You know what is your responsibility? That when you see what the government is saying and doing, you rise up, you put yourself in harm's way and you begin to fight the stronghold, the principalities, the, the powers in the darkness that are, that are controlling the political atmosphere, that is controlling the economic atmosphere. You put yourself in the harm's way and you say, hey, my feet has touched the water. The place where the soles of my feet touches the water, there itself the waters needs to stop. But it will happen only if you are in touch with Joshua. See here, Moses is replaced by Joshua. And, and Joshua will tell them when it is time. Joshua will tell them when to rise up, when to make the next move. Joshua, it's not even like Joshua has to hear from God. Whenever Joshua says something that is like God is speaking. When Joshua says, okay, let's go. It's time for them to go. When Joshua says, step into the water, it's time for them to step into the water. 
So they, 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 they are not saying, do you, is there an assurance? Is there an insurance on my life? That, that the moment I step into this water, because the Bible says in the, in the harvest season, the banks of the river was overflowing. Not, it was not like ankle deep water. It was overflowing. So when you step in, you're either in or you're swept away. There's, there's no middle ground. There's, you know, so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm calling the intercessors in this church to a very sacred calling. And the Lord is saying, will you in this season keep your hearts and your minds in alignment? Because out of alignment, you are in great danger. Out of alignment, you are going to be a victim of mind attacks. You're going to be a victim of emotional attacks. You're going to be a victim of attacks on your consecration. You're going to be a victim of idol worship. You're going to be a victim of deception. You're going to be a victim of everything the enemy is going to throw in front of you. You're going to be... See, when, when the officers that were in Daniel's court, when they saw that Daniel was praying three times a day, you know, why was Daniel praying three times a day? Because he believed in a Jeremiah. You remember that? Yes, no, maybe, maybe not. How many of you are enjoying the book of Daniel in the anchor groups? Have you started that book? Uh, we, we're going to enjoy this book. It's, it's amazing. The Bible says he had read the book of Jeremiah and that is why he set his heart towards fasting and praying. And, and this was his lifestyle. He was an intercessor. He may or may not have been from the tribe of Levi, but he was an intercessor. He was a priest with the way that he would, he would stand in the gap. So three times a day, he would open up the windows of his house and look towards Jerusalem. He can't see Jerusalem. He can't hear Jerusalem. He can't sense Jerusalem. He can't smell Jerusalem. He can't feel the food of Jerusalem. And yet, with his, with his spiritual eyes, his heart is focused on Jerusalem. And he's praying morning, noon, and night. The Bible says when, when, his, when the officers of the court saw that this is what he is doing, they made sure that the entire law of the land is changed to throttle this prayer. And as a result of that prayer, Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. But you know what, what was the assurance Daniel had? I'm in sync with my Jeremiah. I'm in sync with the voice of God in my life. I know what God has promised. I know what God has said. And so, for a minute, if Daniel would panic about being thrown into the lion's den, for a minute, if Daniel would say, oh my God, it's, it's, easy, to, it's easy to pray when you're in the four, you know, comfort, in, the, in the four walls of your own house and comforts of your house. But how, how hard it would it have been for Daniel to pray in the, in the den of the lion? With, with the lion staring at him. All of them hungry, by the way, okay? And Daniel can smell their saliva. This, this doesn't smell like revival. This doesn't smell like God is coming for his people. And yet, here is Daniel. He, he refuses to panic. No mind attacks. No heart attacks. He is chosen. Even if it means I be killed, I, I better be doing my job. 
I better be doing my job. Say, same, same thing goes for Esther. You know, what did she say? If I perish, let me perish. I don't care. I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to put myself in harm's way. But Esther's success was in her synchronization with Mordecai. There always needs to be someone who will propel a prayer warrior. Somebody who has heard the, the, the voice of God. Who will, who will be feeding a prayer warrior. Like Hannah. When Hannah was crying and beseeching the Lord for a Samuel, there was a voice of Eli that kept ringing in her ear. Don't worry. Next year, this time, you will find your promised child. So th there has to be a synchronization. If, if you're not in sync with that voice of God, if you're not in sync with your Moses, if you're not in sync with your Mordecai, if you're not in sync with your Jeremiah, if you're not in sync with your Eli, I'm telling you, you can actually fall prey to the, to the enemy. And that is why in this season, I'm inviting the intercessors of this church, arrange of this church to be in sync with your Moses, to be in sync with your Joshua. We will not have any more, any more casualties because of prayer. Prayer is the calling of this church. Prayer is very key, very core, very, very important aspect of our church. For those of you who are going out in the mornings, please remember that I, I'm, I'm intentionally praying for you. I'm not able to wake up in the mornings, but I'm, I'm intentionally praying for you in the night, just backing you guys up. And I'm sure many, of, many people are praying and backing you guys up. And, and if it is not so, if it is not for them, if it is not for the backup that you have, if it is not for the protection that you have, you can, you can end up being a casualty. So if you're not serious about this calling, please step down from that role. No problem. Because it's better that you step down than for you to be a victim. Than for you to make a bad example before everybody. I, I, there's a verse that scared me. And, I, and this has put the fear of God in my heart in this season. Over the last few weeks, this, this is the one verse that has, that has been stuck in my spirit. Let's go back to Exodus chapter 20. This is the portion we started with, right? I, I want to conclude soon so that we can spend some time praying. Is your, is your spirit being charged up for prayer? Exodus chapter 20 and let's read from verse 2 onwards. Let's read from verse 1 if we can. Let's read from verse 1. In the first, uh, give me the ESV translation, sorry. Give me the ESV translation. Exodus 20 verse 1. Sorry, Numbers 20 verse 1. Give me the ESV translation. I want you all to read with me. That is the reason I'm waiting for the scriptures. Numbers 20 verse 1. ESV translation. It's not, it's there? Okay. Let's read. 1, 2, 3, go. And the people of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zin in the first month. And the people stayed in Kadesh. And Miriam died there and was buried there. Now, there was no water for the congregation. 
and they assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. So you, you see, when you, when you assemble yourself against Moses, you're actually assembling yourself against Aaron too. Because they, they're supposed to be in sync. There is no Moses without Aaron. There is no Aaron. Sorry, there is no Aaron without a Moses. Yeah? When they fight Moses, they're actually fighting Aaron. And the people, they quarreled with Moses and said, Would that we have perished when our brothers perished before the Lord. Why have you brought the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness that we should die here, both we and our cattle? See, the problem these guys were, had was not that they, they are perishing. They didn't have a problem with perishing. Their problem was that we are perishing in discomfort. They're like, as long as we perish in our comfort zone, no problem. As long as we are perishing in Egypt, no problem. We have been, I know I'm still headed for destruction. And I know I'm still going to die. And I know the, the whip of the enemy is still going to kill me. That was better because I got to eat the cucumbers. Because I got to hang out with whoever I wanted to hang out with. Because I got to sing whatever songs I got to, you know, I wanted to. Because I, 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 just, I just got to live my life, you know. So perishing there was better than perishing here. The pain over there was better than going through the pain here. So he, they, they say, why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is no place for grain or figs or vines. Or pomegranates. <laughs> did, did you see that attachment? See, when, when you're in trouble is when, when your real, real issues come out. When you starve for water is when we get to know what exactly you're actually after. You're not, you're not looking at a land flowing with milk and honey. All you want is some wine so that you have, you know, the, your evening drink. You just want some figs. You just want some pomegranates. You just, you just want a place where you can, you know, raise some, have some rations. You know, you have your grains in time. You want to have your masala dosha and your butter naan on time. See, they are, they, what is more important, water or pomegranates? Water? But do you see the order in which they're saying it? They're saying... No grain, no figs, no vines, no pomegranates, and there is no water. <laughs> oh, you foolish people. When will you when will you understand that there are more important things in life? Your, your pomegranate, you're not going to die without that pomegranate. Just because God didn't give you that wine that you were hoping to get in this season. You're, you're not going to end without it. You're, you're not going to die. That is not going to be the end of it. The Bible says, then Moses and Aaron together, okay? Because whatever Moses does, Aaron has to imitate. See, when Moses goes, Aaron's job is not to say, ah, oh, wow, Moses, you pray. I'll watch from here. If Moses goes on his knees, what does Aaron do? Jump to his knees. If Moses goes... Face down before the Lord, what does Aaron do? Face down before the Lord. If Moses 
goes and slaps somebody, what does Aaron do? Aaron was supposed to imitate Moses in everything. That is why when Moses was praying, what did Aaron do? Aaron kept his hand up. Aaron and Hur. You remember? In the, during the battle, when the battle was going on, what did Aaron and Hur do? They, they didn't go and enjoy and they say, oh, this is Moses' battle. No, no, no. Aaron also was in sync. So it says, Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly. So they, till now they were in the presence of the assembly. So they shifted their location from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting and they fell on their faces. Because Aaron, he is closely observing what is Moses doing. Everything that Moses does, Aaron needs to do. As soon as Moses went on his face, Aaron also fell on his face. The Bible says, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Do you know that the glory of God can come down even when there is complaining? Sometimes when the glory of God is coming, we think the revival is here. Sometimes it's, it's not a revival that is bringing the glory of God. Sometimes it's not, uh, you know, the fact that God is about to do a new, you know, thing amongst you. Sometimes it's not about the fact that, you know, we, we, are, in, we are now going to encounter the Lord. Sometimes the glory of God comes down to punish Very scary. Because that's what we see here. Okay, it says, The glory of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Take the staff and assemble the congregation, you and Aaron, your brother, and tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water. So you shall bring water out of the rock for them and, and give drink to the congregation and their cattle. And Moses, read with me, and Moses took the staff from before the Lord as he commanded him. Then Moses and Aaron, they gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Hear now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice, and water came out abundantly and the congregation drank and their livestock and the Lord said to Moses and Aaron because you did not believe in me to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them this is the verse that I told you I've been I've been shivering before this verse. Like my knees have been knocking before this verse. It says, God spoke to them, because you did not believe in me and uphold me as holy. Moses and Aaron's actions could, could show off the holiness of God to his people or could restrain the demonstration of the holiness of God to his people. What was the mistake? See, if you look at these verses, it's, it looks like a perfectly, uh, you know, everything went well. The ministry went well. The people wanted water. What did they get? They got water. So in, in our language, would we say that it is a successful ministry? 
when people wanted healing let's say the people are desperate for healing and the people get their healing do you think that moses and aaron is successful yeah the people needed to do this the people needed desperately needed this breakthrough and and here is moses and aaron they are waiting in the presence of lord presence of the lord they are they hearing the voice of god they hearing the heart of god and they bringing it to people we will say wow what a amazing moses we have what an amazing aaron we have and yet there was a small detail that was missed over there they were supposed to speak to the rock and not hit the rock the bible says in verse 10 in verse 11 he lifted up his hand and he struck the rock with his staff twice and why why do you think that would have been why 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 do you think that would have been hmm anger frustration all of that can i give you my revelation this is probably not the tr- not you know when you go to heaven you can go ask moses and aaron if this is exactly how it happened can i can i can i give you a picture of what i see in the spirit here is moses who's who's come down and he has heard from the lord what he needs to do and and who is moses voice so who needs to speak to the rock so aaron followed moses into the presence of the lord you know aaron bowed down before the lord like moses did but when it came to obeying the lord in front of the people aaron failed again whose job was it to speak see every time the bible says moses said or spoke something it is not moses who is speaking because moses is stuttering any time when when moses had to speak to pharaoh you know who spoke aaron was the one to speak that is why moses he had to take things in his own hand and he had to strike the rock it nothing changed he had to strike it again a second time can you imagine that like the 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 man of god aaron who was supposed to be in sync with moses and do what moses was supposed to do he he is like refused he the bible says if you read verse 12 it it says because you did not believe in me so what was the reason he didn't do that because he didn't believe in god he didn't believe what god had spoken to moses he didn't believe that my words has any capacity see all the previous times you know moses would just stretch forth his hand and the red sea will part i didn't have to put myself in harm's way currently god is expecting me to put myself in harm's way if if i say something and water doesn't come then for the rest of my life i will be known as a false prophet for the rest of my life i will lose my reputation before people for the rest of my life you know nobody is going to respect me in the church nobody is going to you know so i'm 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 more concerned about my reputation i'm more concerned about what people will say about me 
then about then about believing the heart of god then about believing the voice of god and so god says because you did not believe in me and you did not uphold me as holy it's you know if you if you look at aaron what is what is the sin that he did here his sin was not that he um, he's not rebelling against moses like he's not taking stones and throwing at moses or he's he's not going crazy at moses and yet he did not uphold god as holy in the eyes of the people by not by not speaking to the rock see there was a previous incident where water flew from the rock you know previous incident and and that was the incident when you know moses had to strike the rock so this time aaron is saying i'm not going to do this you do what you did last time i don't want to i don't want to risk looking like a fool on this you know when 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 people pray i will pray when people have needs i i don't mind doing the non risky jobs the risky jobs no so the lord is calling this church into a very dangerous territory a very dangerous zone the lord is asking you to speak to the mountains to be made low and the lord is giving you the grace to speak to the valleys to be raised up in this season some of us are going to make certain bold prayers in this place i'm inviting you to, to starting today not not tomorrow but starting today i'm inviting you to make certain bold prayers because our moses he is already here our moses he is already manifesting here and and we are going to experience we are going to encounter this revival grace we are going to encounter this revival move but it will be very much dependent on how quickly we will respond to what moses expects us to do what moses is supposed to do what moses is supposed to where moses is supposed to go how quickly do we jump into the wagon and how quickly do we pray how quickly do we worship how quickly do we release our hearts and our spirits i i i hope that none of us will be found like aaron that god says they did not believe in me and did not uphold me as holy they did not believe in me and and did not exalt me as important exalt me as holy as as revered in the eyes of people they didn't do it i hope that god doesn't find any of us in that place just like daniel had there is there is going to be a a burden in some of our hearts just like nehemiah had there's going to be a burden in some of our hearts to pray for certain things okay as as you're in sync with with the the moses grace in this place there are certain things that the lord is burdening you for and i i don't want you to stay silent about it i don't want you to be quiet about it i don't want you to be want i don't want you to be mellow about it i want you to lift your voice and make certain declarations that is going to change how everybody else is going to view you you're putting yourself in harm's way you're putting yourself in harm's way can i just read a particular scripture for you guys the book of joshua chapter 3 verse 17 if the if the scripture if we can get the scripture joshua 3 verse 17 i, I 
want all of us, let's, let's just stand up. We're, we're going to pray for the next few minutes. I want all of us to, to just believe. Okay? It says, Now the priest bearing the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel was passing over on dry ground until all the nation finished passing over the Jordan. I want you to picture this. I want you to envision this. These guys, the priests, they are standing in the, in the middle of the Jordan, in the middle of the river. They are standing on dry ground. And what are they doing? They are waiting for all the people to pass by. All the people to pass by. An entire nation passed by on the protection that was assured for the Levites. See, the, Le the protection was not for the entire nation. The protection was for the Levites. Because if the Levites get out, the water will flow. If the Levites are not in the river, then this river will not stand still. So this, so these Levites, their job is to make sure that they, they just stand firm. They just stand firm. Read that one more time. It says, Now the priest bearing the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firmly. Everybody screamed saying, I will stand firmly. I will bear the ark. I will be in sync with the covenant. And I will stand firmly. And I will stay rooted. And I will not lose my focus. No matter what distractions I have, I will not lose my focus in this season. In the mighty name of Jesus. I will stand my ground until the entire nation, until my city is saved, until the, until the grace of revival flows into my city, I will stand the ground, I will stand the ground, I will stand the ground.